it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Welcome back to Windowsill Chats. And if this is your first visit, so glad you found us. This is a great one. I am talking to Mackenzie Jones today, who has a wonderful business called The Social Creative Brand. And she is just a genius when it comes to social media and telling stories and getting into the right voice. And here's why I know that. Mackenzie is my collaborator for the Windowsill Chats Instagram. And we talk a lot about that and how I found her, etc. But she is just a standalone, strong, wonderful, beautiful woman. She specializes in working with creative small business owners to help them connect with their aligned audience across their social platforms. And that's a lot in a tiny little sentence. I don't want to take too much time right now because we really dig into all sorts of things, but she doesn't give herself credit for being a very busy mama, a busy businesswoman, a creator, a friend to many, and just someone you would want in your corner. So I look forward to having you know a little bit more about Mackenzie J and all she believes and thinks about because she helps me every day. She knows you guys because she's in the thick of it in the Instagram. And I don't know, I just thought it would be really great to have a really clear and honest conversation about what we think about social media and how we do it, how we make mine work, pull back the curtain. So here you go. Here's Mackenzie. Thanks for being here, Mackenzie. Excited. I'm excited too. I think I should have done this a lot sooner. As a matter of fact, I think maybe this should be a series. I love that. So tell me a little bit, because I honestly haven't asked you this question before myself. What's your creative journey and creative path? And how did you end up doing what you do now? So I have always been a creative of some type. I think creativity manifests in many different ways. and it's just, I've always been able to look at something, see how it can work in a different light, a different way. And that's just how I've always been. I started my marketing career, oh, six years ago. And I was working with some friends who own a Salt Lake City based business and they needed help running their social media. They were growing at a rapid rate and they just didn't know how to channel it to get their message across to their audience and future audience. And so we started working together. They gave me the opportunity with 
zero experience. I, before I transitioned into this career, I owned a small shop mm-hmm. and I made handmade children's accessories and it was wildly successful, but it was a lot of work. Oh, it was so much work. And then I landed in the wholesale world and that took over and it was me and my husband and my kids up until three, four a.m. every night packaging and then get up. We take our kids to school in the morning. He'd go to work. I'd continue. I had River as a baby at home and it just no longer was serving the purpose that we wanted it to. It was great income wise but it just didn't align with the path that I wanted. So we closed that. And then I transitioned into working with my client in Salt Lake. And the rest is kind of history. I am self-taught. I did. I do not have a degree in this. I did not go to college for this. And everything is, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly opening myself up to new experiences that I know will help me within my work. I like to go to conferences and I have really found a path that I thrive in that aligns with my life and the opportunities that I've been given from it are, I can't even put into words how great and amazing it is. I love that. And I think social media, as far as being trained in social media, that's kind of a new thing. I think life trains us right now. Right. and to me, there's something super real about that. And probably why we connected so much because we each have our own styles or the styles that we would imagine we would like to have if we're not necessarily, you know, grabbing it like we feel like we should. And so we're attracted to people doing it a certain way. And I just think that's creative in itself, right? When you see an opportunity and and take hold of it. And I know that that's kind of how, how it unfolded just as far as what I know of your story. Right. And I think that's where there's a difference between, you're right, social media is not something that people are getting a degree in, but there is a world of information out there of how to market your business correctly. The world revolves around marketing. I say this all the time, but anytime someone gets on Instagram, even if you don't have a business, you're showing up as yourself, you are marketing yourself. You are showing your audience who you are as a person how you like to spend your time, what your values are, that's marketing. And you may not realize or you may not have the goal of trying to reach someone with that, but we are all marketing ourselves in one aspect or another. So I think when it comes to social media and specifically promoting our business, because we I work with a lot of creatives, I work with a lot of brand owners, business owners, and The goal in hiring me and having me on their team is to help them promote their business, Mm -hmm. to help them expand their brand voice, to help them get their brand voice across, to help them align with their audience. And that is something that while it can be taught, a lot of it is experience and also the personality behind the person that you're hiring. A hundred percent. And you, you have life experience, certainly, but you have that creative experience too. And in many aspects, which is a bonus. Right. And I think that's one thing that I know we've talked about this before, Margot, but it would be fun to introduce your audience into this. But we talk all the time about how creatives work really well together, but you can't have a team of just creatives. 
because you and I know your audience doesn't know this. So this is a fun little insight for all of you. But we're really good at adapting. I think as creatives, there is an aspect of resilience that just comes with the territory and the personality traits of living the creative lifestyle, where not a whole lot stresses me out. I I definitely do get stressed. But for instance, this morning, both of us had a very off. We are lucky to be here right now. Yeah, and we just both are able to adapt and say, oh, great, that's fine. I'll go here to record this and I'll do this. And we there's not stress around that where typically I think that might be a stressor for some people. But as a creative, I know I'm going to figure it out. I know that it's going to work out and it's going to be great. And I think that's what really makes me a good fit to work with creatives. I've worked with a few brands that I didn't align with. and. It really took a toll on my soul, honestly, Mm -hmm. because we didn't align. It wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit for them. It wasn't a good fit for me. And through those experiences, I've really been able to nail down who I am a good fit to work with. And I think that is invaluable. You know what, that translates to everybody listening, right? Who would love to get their work in front of the right people. And as you're putting things out there and you're, you might be grabbing what comes along, but it's a really valid and valuable lesson to realize that they're not all your perfect clients. Right. And I think as artists, small business owners, creatives, It's a hard, it can be a really hard career and it's a hard build and path because you are very passionate and along with passion, along with deep passion and excitement can also come deep hurt when someone doesn't connect with your work or someone doesn't appreciate what you have to offer. And while we know that doesn't determine our worth, it still can affect us in a negative way that I think when we find that ideal audience, we are then able to grow into our full potential because those people are cheering us on. They're supporting us. They see our value and they're willing to show up for us time and time again. Well, and those are the relationships that continue to build then. And Mm -hmm. that person will come to you, you know, just a little background on for you listening on how I found Mackenzie. I was, I was in <laughs> deep COVID, not totally thinking straight. It was the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I think I was like, I don't know, slightly delirious. But I was down some rabbit hole. There was somebody I looked at that said your name. So I was like, who's this Mackenzie social, you know? And immediately, just in looking at your feed and the things you were saying, what came across to me, this is what I still remember, was, huh, this person is not like the rest, (laughs) you know, slightly (laughs) just not prescribed, following your own path and the things that you said, just even in your stories, I remember they were brief, but to the point, and they really resonated with me. They seemed very honest, but not in a, let me pour my heart out to you. Just like, oh, here's how I feel. Here's what happened today. Here's what I think about it. 
And to your point of being kind of letting things roll off your back, and I'm similar, that just came across. And I thought, who is this person? And it was hard for me. <laughs> it was hard for me to kind of figure out what you did from your from your website or or your site. And that made me even more curious, of course, because like, how come she's not telling me more about herself? And I did a little digging in. I think I sent you a DM again because I was brave with COVID. And uh <laughs> you responded and said, well, you know, I have these things that I do. And we just started talking. And I have found, you guys, sometimes you just have to follow your gut, right? I say that all the time. You have to do that. And it's just reaching out when somebody feels like an interesting fit or, you know, an interesting contact. And it might it might just work out. And it certainly, certainly has. I feel like your point about creatives shouldn't surround their entire self with other creatives because we sometimes need some linear thinkers along the way but when you're when you're working on a creative project together which I think for me social media is a little bit of both it's creative and it, it's purposeful at the same time but we can get that much farther it's just like collaboration which I was talking about last week you know when you when you have something that you can collaborate on and someone you can throw ideas back and forth with it it make some magic. So I knew that I was interested in your style and your approach. And it was certainly a, a good, a good thing. Yeah. And that, I mean, I remember exactly where I was when you DM'd me and I, which is so funny because I, I couldn't say that about any other DMs, but for some reason it, like you said, gut feeling, I was like, Oh, is this my new best friend? <laughs> she just reached out to me on DM. This is great. This never happens. And that I love that you, and we've talked about this before, where you didn't know what I offered. And I know that that sounds so opposite to, or backwards to anyone that's listening. It's like, no, the goal is to have it, to let everyone know exactly what you sell, why you offer it, how you're going to offer it to them, everything in between. But for me, I didn't know mm -hmm. what direction I was headed in. I right. was working with brands who were big brands. I was working with some people that were really had a really heavy influence in these fields that I didn't align with. And I felt so honored to be on their team. And I felt so honored that they had hired me for this position. And when I broke down why I was working for them it was because I felt honored and because I was like oh this is this is great pay this is going to be so great but it just it wasn't it drained my soul and then I started working with your audience and that really gave me the encouragement I don't think I've ever told you this that gave me the encouragement and the backing and the support that I needed to say hey I got to, these mm. other clients, we've got to renegotiate our contract and it may be time that I help them find someone else that will better suit them. And in return, that's helping me. And I, I yeah, it's been so wonderful. I feel like I'm talking to all of my friends right now because I know them. Yeah. <laughs> they might not know me, but I know so much about them. and. I absolutely love that I have gotten to be a part of your community. Mm, 
everything for the right reasons, right? I have a bunch of of thoughts and questions that I want to throw out to you that I think might really help our audience kind of think about who they are and what they're doing. So I feel like, you know, social media is obviously ever evolving and what works today might not be as effective tomorrow. How would you say, or how do you stay updated with the latest trends and strategies and figure that out for your clients and your personal projects? Like what's your approach to that? Do you listen to the latest or do you feel like, oh, I'm see this, see this happening. So I'm going to adapt. What do you think is the right approach there or yours at least? So I think the biggest thing is looking at what you align with. So when you're scrolling Instagram, don't think of it as just like brainless, mindless. You're connecting, you're building relationships and you're connecting. While you might use it to kill time, notice what you're looking at, save posts and then go back to them. Why did that make a connection with you? Why did it make you feel the way that it did? When you see something that was off-putting to you, ask yourself, why do you follow that person? And from there, you're going to curate a community that's constantly inspiring you. So it may not be about the latest trends or what's working, what's not working for everyone across social media. Instead, it's going to be curated to what's working with your community type, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what in the creative artist world, you're going to say, okay, I love seeing everyone doing these behind the scenes of them creating their work. And then you can take some inspiration from that. People want you to be inspired by their work. Mm -hmm. Connect with that person and say, hey, I love that you shared this. I'm going to make my own this week. Thank you so much for inspiring me. And Mm -hmm. that lets the other person know that they're also having an effect. And then you can take that and see how your audience responds to it. I think that's the most powerful research we can do is when we're consuming social media, what makes us feel the best? What has the biggest impact on us? And then turn around and recreate that within our own strategy Mm -hmm. and method. I think that's, that kind of circles back to what made me reach out to you in the first place was your approach. It's a way that you connect, you know, for a while there, it was super, you know, the rule was your grid should all look a certain way, which I never, I never could quite subscribe to, but you're right. It's find that thing, find that thing that you connect with and feel comfortable with. And I think too, that, you know, many artists and creatives struggle with self-promotion and marketing their own work. Would you have any sage advice for creatives who find it challenging to put themselves out there on social media? Yes. So the biggest piece with this would be You need to figure out what your brand voice is. A lot of times when we're struggling to create content for social media, marketing in any form, whether it's in person, whether it's through, you know, your website, your online store, whatever it may be, it usually comes down to we have confusion on our brand voice or we're not looking to our brand voice to guide us. So with that, um, in everyone's brand, your brand kit, you should have, first you should have a brand kit. And if you don't have a brand kit, that's something that I would highly recommend. Yeah. Doing a deep dive into to figure it out. So let's talk about your social media brand kit. So within our social media brand kits, we should have content pillars. 
these content pillars are the basis of what we're going to share across our social media. We should always be sharing education. We should always be sharing something inspiring. And from there, we break down into different themes. And through the different themes, we're able to constantly create content that reflects our brand voice and our values and reaches our ideal audience. Yeah, I I love that. It's And sometimes we are doing that without knowing or calling it a pillar. It's just like, I keep coming back to this. Right, right. And that's where I think it's extremely important that we have that laid out in front of us. Because if we have those content pillars and we have those themes, we're really able to execute the message that we're trying to get across. And I know we talked about sharing a little more about this with our Patreon members. So Mm -hmm. maybe that's something that we dive into after this is share with Patreon. Maybe we share the five content pillars and a few themes within them for creatives. So that's something, those are things that are important. And, and, you know, pillars, like I've, I've taken courses and worked with coaches who, who stress that, right? And that's not always been easy for me to figure out, like, what is it, even though it's kind of staring me in the face. So just think about what your clients want to hear. And we'll dig into that a little bit more. One of the things that I wanted to circle back about too, was that sometimes we get frozen with what we're seeing out there, right? We as creative see, oh my gosh, so-and-so's work is so inspiring. I almost don't want to look at it because then I will I feel like I'm leaning in that direction or I'm using her colors or, you know, something like that. So there are ways, how do you deal with that kind of thing where it's, you want to be inspired by, and we're talking basically about somebody's social media more than their artwork, but Mm -hmm. still at the same time that that comes into play. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't listen to this podcast all the time because I don't want to sound like that podcast, or I don't want to do this art all the time, or will my social media feed look like that person's social media feed? And I, I feel like we bring ourselves to it. So that's part of it. But what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a huge, I have any creative that I've ever worked with expresses those feelings of, I love this. I draw my inspiration from this person, but I want to stand out. I want to be different. And I think that's where we have to curate our own personality brand kit we have to lean into the parts of these different artists that we are truly connected to so are you connected to the way it makes you feel or are you connected to the colors okay and then from there we're gonna intermix those two we're gonna say how can I use my brand voice my values with the style that they're pulling to create who I am and from that that's where you're gonna find your true aligned audience after you have found your true aligned self because (laughs) you can't find your audience until you have found yourself and yourself is always going to be evolving and growing but so is your audience and so is your inspiration so it's okay to have a starting point to say I love this about Marco I absolutely love how her feed looks I love how she shares her message I love the artwork that she shares. I love listening to her podcast. And then taking those and saying, okay, in my true aligned self, 
with my brand values, my message? What can I pull from that to incorporate into my own work and message? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's so much here to think about. There really is. To that end, what are some of your thoughts or tips about promoting and showcasing creative work on social media and various social media platforms. I'd also love to know, I mean, we're basically talking about Instagram, but right. what else? Tips for effectively promoting and and where? So let's start with where, because where you're promoting, you're going to, pro depends on how you're going to be promoting. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking social platforms alone, there's a difference in your audience between Facebook and Instagram, even though they're the same they're the same funnel, same company. There is a difference between them. Very. And I think let's, let's break it down. Let's break this down. So I think if you are going to be promoting your work on Facebook, I think you need to lean really into your core group on Facebook. Do you have a group that's on Facebook? Are you utilizing this group that is a part of your um your core group right because most people started from facebook it's later that we moved to instagram so if they're still following you on facebook they're kind of your original followers they yeah. see you in a different light that's why groups are so powerful on facebook when you look back at your relish right right that was a very core group of yes. creatives that fit within that group, that it wouldn't translate to your other social channels. Right. They might, some might follow, but it's not going to be the same. So I think with Facebook, a really strong marketing aspect would be utilizing groups. Mm. So utilizing who's, who wants to be a part of that exclusivity, popping in, doing live working events with them sharing all of that. I think Instagram is more for public. While there is Instagram subscriptions, I think if utilized correctly, those are a great thing. But I think you need to be really aware of what's more powerful, Patreon, Instagram subscriptions, Facebook group. I think there's more to dive into with that. Yeah. that would depend on what your offerings are. Just to clarify a Facebook group, meaning if somebody has a Facebook page and they wanted to start a private book, a group that says, you know, Mary Ellen's watercolor workshop group or not even a workshop where we love watercolor group, right? Because I'm in plenty of groups that aren't connected to a workshop. They're just connected to somebody, uh, to a common interest, right? Yeah. And that's where I, so when I'm talking to my clients, I refer to it as their Facebook community because mm -hmm. you can title it whatever you want but your Facebook community. So it's a it's a way to bring those interests into one place where you can have a conversation that's not everybody's going to see and you're, you know, the person you went to high school with isn't common, you know, isn't there. That's, yes. you know, that's a really interesting thought because usually when I, when I think of, oh, what social media platforms do I want to be on? I'm thinking more front facing. Where do I want to have people see my work? Mm -hmm. But I love that you brought this up because really that's the only reason I'm on Facebook. I mean, yes, right. I see that somebody's, gotten married or had a kiddo or whatever, but I interact with the groups. I don't do a lot of other interacting, except maybe to tell somebody happy birthday, but that's a really interesting point. What about TikTok? So TikTok, I think is a very powerful 
tool. It's a very powerful platform. It is video based. So I think it's also very casual, which has a lot of power in it because Mm -hmm. people get to be themselves. And I really like that. I like that there's no expectation to interact on TikTok. It's there for you to consume at your time, at your pace, in your interest, and there's not a heavy expectation of communication. And I think that's where a lot of business owners, we are missing out on the marketing piece in TikTok when it comes to being ourselves, being casual. And I think that's where it would be really powerful for artists, small business owners, share a day in the life, share, Mm. we're on, we got new product in, we're opening it, we're unpacking it, share your employees, share what you're doing for fun. It doesn't all have to relate to work, but I think there is a lot of power in using TikTok with your Mm. work. And that would be, guess we need to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Following the trends. TikTok is big on trends and there's a lot of fun trends on TikTok a lot and I think that's where anyone's work can translate to TikTok I don't think there's anyone that can't Mm. be on it unless here is where I differ from probably any marketing manager brand manager out there if TikTok does not align with you as a person yeah yeah agree don't be on it. Yeah. If, if you have can, time, if you're doing 20 hundred yeah. other things. Yeah. If you know that you're going to compare yourself or go down a rabbit hole or you're going to be consumed by it, don't do it. And that goes for any platform, right? Right. And is it limiting brand exposure? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. at some point you have to say, I can't do this all. So if you aren't able to hire it out, You take it off your list for now and you can revisit it and you can come back. But I think there is this overall idea that we have to be on every platform. We have to reach every person. You don't. You need to find your ideal audience. It's your ideal clientele on TikTok. That's what you have to ask yourself. And if they're not, you probably could take a step back from that and focus on other areas where you're going to reach your audience and then you can come back to it later. They might be there. You might have time to find, you know, a new audience there through the help of someone else running that for you. I love that. I think that's such an important point and a good thing to reiterate that all the things we're talking about is just because I'm interested in the conversation. It doesn't mean you should run out and do them all. It's what and that goes that goes back to the tips for effectively promoting and showcasing your work. It's like, where's your audience? Where do you want to spend your time? Where's your part? And where's your band? Right. I think that's where the majority of us struggle is we're taking on too much. As business owners, as creatives, that's the number one complaint we all have. That's the number one complaint I have is I take on too much. And it can just be an evolving cycle where we have to stop and say, okay, what can I cut out to not ignore my business? Because if you're spending all of your time on social media promoting your business, but you're not creating, is that fulfilling your is that fulfilling to your soul? Is that fulfilling to 
who you are, why you want to do this, and what new are you going to have to offer people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to ask because it's so new and I really have spent not much time there at all, but threads. I love threads. I, first of all, I think we need to acknowledge how brilliant Meta was in linking it to our Instagram to where if you disable your threads account, your Instagram is also disabled. That was... I didn't know that. Yes. I sent it to you in an email to make sure you did not delete it. (laughs) (laughs) And they've come out and they'll say, we're working on it. We're trying not to do that. But as far as marketing goes, that was a brilliant move. It's not ideal for the rest of us. Right. But... Interesting. But I thought the other brilliant thing was that they linked, and this is what I thought you meant, with, with, that they linked it so it made it so easy. If you wanted to sign up, bring your whole audience with you. So you're not waiting to get, oh, I have five yes. followers. You have 5,000 followers or 500 or 50,000, whatever it might be. And I think that's where the, because everything, if you, depending upon how you look at things, I like to view things as for every, like every negative, there's a positive, Right. And so marketing move on meta to make it all connected. But the positive is because they're connected, it is so, I mean, I can't tell you, it's been so fun to watch these conversations happen. Things that you may not want to talk about on your stories on Instagram, because it's just, it's not curated that way, or you're not sure how it's going to come across. And threads is, I am loving the conversations that I've been a part of. Some are funny, some are deep, some make me emotional even. There was a thread talking about, you know, back to your beginnings and where you started. And it was fun to reflect back. And I don't know that I would have done that on Instagram. I may have just passed the story because Hmm. with each platform, you go to platforms at different times, depending upon your mood and your schedule. So a lot of times, Instagram stories, if your feed, people feel like their feed isn't getting, we blame it on the algorithm, my feed's not getting attention, and it's discouraging for them. But then they look at their, if you look at your story views, usually your story views are really high views, but people aren't connecting with anything that you're saying in stories. Part of that is your strategy, but Hmm. also part of that is, when people are busy, they're still going to make time for social media. Mm. I never met anyone that they may be like, oh, I haven't had time to get on social media today yet. But they know <laughs> even if they've had the longest day, they're going to go home and get on social media before yeah. they go to bed, whatever their schedule is. And so with stories, they might not have time to interact, but they're consuming it. But mm. threads stories is viewing right or instagram's viewing for a lot of people it's just visually that's why they're consuming it and then you move to threads and the point of threads is conversations Mm -hmm. so you see something that inspires you you see something that resonates with you you send a response that keeps the conversation going you get to know new people i think threads has been a breath of fresh air in social media and i love it and i love that right now I'm having my clients run their threads. So I'm still there. I'm still offering support. I'm still giving them an outline of 
hey, this would be, this would tie in really nicely to our content this week. This would tie in really nicely today. But they're the ones that are having the conversations and it's so great. Yeah, I think that's, that feels really important to me. And if you're all wondering about my conversations on threads, they're not there yet. (laughs) But I think that, I think that is, that's what Jenna was saying in this podcast is that it's, she can go in for a bit of time, ask a question and it might be just, just a really lighthearted question. Like I'm Mm -hmm. taking a trip to somewhere. Anybody been there? What should I pack kind of thing? Or talking about a book or a movie or an idea, like you said, or your little origin story or whatever it might be. But that's, I think, I love that you say that because I, that's where the authentic voice comes in. Yeah. And I think that with the authentic voice comes, it all ties back in to your authentic audience. They're not just there for your work. They're the ones that are interacting with you are there for you. And that is the most powerful validation aspect any of us can have when communicating with our audience is they're here for you. Yeah. Yep. You know, I think it would be good to chat about authentic voice for a minute because some people might not know that somebody was helping me with my windowsill chats, Instagram. And I think there's certainly people that have somebody do everything for them and they don't even have contact with it. That's not how it is for our relationship. No, we work together on it and I answer things and you answer things. So it's really, it's, I'm very much involved. Yes. But I do not have the bandwidth to come up with the ideas and put the formats. We, We kind of think about it a week in advance, but then when it comes to often stories and things that I'm seeing, you know, I'm on that, I'm on those stories, posting things and I'm commenting on things, certainly the DMS and stuff. But I tell you what, my bandwidth is just not there to come up with the ideas and contents, which you're certainly we talk about together, but so talk a little bit about that. So, okay. Tell me, do you, maybe it would be fun to introduce your audience to how we work together to let them in on our creative process, because that is, I mean, you did, you just touched on something that let's let them in. Yeah, because I just, I think for myself, I didn't know that this kind of collaboration was possible. I thought you had to find somebody that would do this thing. And that's what stopped me because I was thinking for myself, it's really important to still have contact and have my voice in there. And then you get lucky enough to find somebody who like when obviously creatives work with creatives, you're, you share thoughts and opinions and ideas. And that's again, what struck a chord with me when I first saw your feed, I was just like, oh, her approach is what I would do if I had time. (laughs) Right. With that, I think you thought that that's the process because that's typically what the process is. I am in a very unique role that a lot of people can't offer and they can't offer it because they don't have the same skill set and passion that the select few of us that offer this have and that's a uniform yeah well it's hard for me to say because I don't want to come across as no one can do this because that's not true but I did a lot of work figuring out what my skill set was And this is where it landed. And that's why it takes a very specific client for me to work with. We make it work together. So the biggest thing is 
you and I have spent a lot of time together in me getting to know your audience, your brand voice, what you're about. And from there, then we could start working together. So like you said, we do work a week ahead. That's not typical. Most people that are helping, like most social media managers, you are looking at a three-week minimum, if not five weeks. And that is very standard. And that's because to market effectively, you have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. And you have to have everything in place. But that's where I work really well with creatives because I am flexible. I work best under pressure. I thrive when I get to be creative. And that's why we make a really great team. So we typically, what we'll do when we're preparing a week of content is I'll go through and I'll make the bones of our content. So I'll say, okay, here's what we're going to post on the feed, stories, threads, even whatever it may be that we're going through. For you and I specifically, it's Instagram. That's mm-hmm. the Instagram, and then we funnel to Facebook. That's the basis of our work. So I will create that Instagram calendar. Um, I'll pull from our master marketing calendar that we work on with our email team and I'll look at our master calendar of events that are coming up that we work all of that plays a part into it. And I'll say, here's what we need to focus on this week. So here's Monday feed, Monday stories, Tuesday feed, Tuesday stories, so on throughout the week. And we've also implemented because of the podcast, we've implemented our forward facing series that happen once a week like clockwork and that's new releases on Wednesday talk about them on Thursday and then from there we can implement our some of our other content pillars and themes series that we like but for instance when I first started working with you you had said I put up Wednesdays about our episodes and then I do windowsill workshops and I have a Facebook group and I just kind of share them and mix them all together. And I was like, that's great. And I dove into it and I was like, oh, this is very confusing. We will get your audience to a point where they understand the difference between all of these. They can clearly see it. And so that's what we've done. And we've implemented some new systems along the way, some new series. So I'll create the bones of our content. And then I will say it's very detailed. That's one thing that I think is really helpful for you is the more detail I provide, it's easier for you to take the thought process out of it and just do what you're meant to do and share your message. Mm -hmm. So I'll provide Margot with a, on our platform, our scheduling platform, a bones calendar with as much detail as I can come up with. And I'll say, We're going to talk today. We're going to share our as an artist series. That is the best series that we could have come up with. Mm -hmm. Everyone loves that. So I'll say, okay, we're going to talk about how as an artist, you are resilient. And then I'll say, here are some of the things that your audience has shared. Here are some ways that I see you being resilient. And then I'll pass that on to you and you'll then go in without thinking, without having to do any of the back work. And yeah. you'll just share your message. Yeah. And then from there, it comes back to me. And then I schedule it. I get it posted. I 
Um, I am on the comments a lot. You're on the comments also, but we, we go back and forth. We do a really good job at making sure every audience member is heard. It's really important. It it is. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's messages that come through that I'm like, Margo, this one's directed to you. And even though I'm a part of your brand and I know your voice and I feel like I know exactly what you would say, this needs to come from you. Yeah. And that's on the feed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's on the feed. And that's DMs. I try, we try really hard. I'll go through a monitor to make sure if anything's urgent. But DMs are where I let you shine because of those personal connections that you have. We'll take, you know, any of the logistic DMs, any questions, any customer service, things like that. I'll be able to direct, but I refer the others to defer the others back to you. And we keep them organized so that nothing gets missed and we make sure that they're seen. And that's what I think is, I love so much about this collaboration. Uh, in this relationship is that I'm sure you have customers and clients that do it, that need to have different needs, but you seem to me to be somebody that can really read that and lean in and have fun with it. So, because I like to be in very involved, but mm-hmm. it's the planning part, <laughs> not the best at to, to have that framework and a lot of it very fleshed out. And then some left for me to write, or find pictures for or whatever it is that right. allows it to happen for me. I would free. I right. did. There's, there's, there's a few podcasts that went missing off the windowsill chats, Instagram page. Cause I just lost the plot. I was like, Oh my gosh, how do I do this? And you know, like many of you think I'm, I'm sure like you have a family and a business and you're trying to make your creativity work and Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be doing Instagram at the same time. So enter McKenzie. Right. And I think that's where it is important to align with whoever you're working with, because I can look at your content. I can help you plan it and I can help you execute it in the way that your, this is, this might be a shock to your audience that someone's running it. And that's what we want. That's the goal is someone that is so aligned with you, that understands you so well and it cares about you. That is the biggest one is I want you to succeed. I want your audience to connect with you and you do a great job of that on your own. I'm just here to give you the tools to continue to do that, to give you the tools for your audience to connect with you in a way that they haven't been able to before, just because some of those pieces weren't being executed correctly or were missing. Right. They're not my strengths. And that's another thing, right? Where as we go through life, we figure out, I, I remember you thinking when I took on a job, whatever it would be like, oh, I'm supposed to be good at this and this and this and this and this. And then, you know, I get a little older, I get a little bit more evolved in my work process or whatever, and be like, oh, I can leave this to this person. And I'm going to be a, a better at my job if somebody else does this part. And those are just things that, again, are, are always shifting. But when you can say, oh my gosh, if I can share the load with this person, if if I can collaborate, if I can pay no attention to this part and somebody else can do it with or for me, I'm going to move my business forward in a different way than I would be able to otherwise. Right. I feel like 
this is kind of something that I've been implementing into my life the last few years is the only thing I need to be good at is knowing what I'm not good at. Because if I know what I'm not good at, I don't have expectations of myself to be good at it, (laughs) to thrive in that area, to execute it. And I think so often we're so hard on ourselves because we're not keeping up with this person or we're not doing this or we could do better. But if we know what we're not good at, we can let it go. It's okay. I'm never going to be good at X and I'm okay with that. And Mm -hmm. until you realize that and embrace it and are okay with it, it will just eat at you. Yeah. Oh, Mackenzie, that was a gem. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have a couple more questions just that about social media as a social media manager with several clients what are some common pitfalls to avoid or maybe some tips to offer for more effective online presence like what what do you see that makes you cringe when somebody does it I love I think my biggest I won't even say cringe but just what hurts me the most to see is it's so bad to say because I, people struggle with this, but inconsistency. <laughs> Hand raised over here. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. I struggle with consistency. I do. But here's why it feels like a pitfall. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yes. When you are consistent, you're showing your audience you can show up, but more importantly, you're showing yourself you can show up. And when we stop being consistent, we're showing ourselves we can't show up. We're, we're showing ourselves we don't have something to say. We don't have something to offer. And that's not true. And it's, it is this where you're busy, you have stuff going on. So you just let it slide, Right. There's a difference between letting things slide because things didn't go the way they were supposed to. There was a scheduling error. That happened. But when you see someone who, and there's a lot of times where artists or small business owners, humans will say, I took some time off social media because I didn't feel like I was bringing any value. That's hard for me because I think it's just a matter of shifting what you're sharing. And, you know, if you're feeling like you, don't have any new products to share and you aren't connecting with your audience with your products make something new try something new connect with them in a new way to keep that consistency for yourself I love that I definitely fall into that category on my personal M Tanto Instagram because it was my only one for so long and I posted on it a lot Recently, this week, I was looking for some pictures for our collaboration of what to put on the windowsill chats. So I went all the way back through my Instagram and I was realizing that before we had stories in Instagram, I posted so much differently because often what I post on my stories would have gone on my regular feed. And I'm very consistent with my stories. I, I post, that's where I spend a lot of my time. However, my feed gets neglected. And, you know, I tell myself, oh, I need to do something about that. But I feel like I overthink that. And it's just about showing up. I, I like what you said about if it's, if you're stopped for some reason, then change, change what you're posting or change how you're thinking about it. And I, I, as I mentioned, I was just reminded as I was looking back over those pictures, like, oh, this is really a diary 
and it switched more from a diary to maybe I should be posting this right now. And so I just don't do it as often. So. Right. And I think that's where utilizing other platforms, social media platforms come in handy is if you're feeling like, you know, you want to keep up your Instagram as a diary or promote your business, but then you also want to just have conversations, switch between the platforms. That's where Threads comes in. That's so, such a strong connection point, like we talked about. What are your thoughts and tips around showing up as yourself? Like the authentic, just hopping on and saying, here's what I'm doing right now. I know that really works for a lot of people. And um, I it's something that I want to do more of. And that would be over on my Tanto page probably. But mm-hmm. do you have any pointers on that or any insights? I think the biggest thing is just doing it, which is the worst answer. I, I get but it. It makes sense. It really does. You do. You just have to show up time and time again, you get more comfortable with it. I very much so am a person who likes to be behind the camera. I like to, with all of my clients, they like their audience will never see me. Hopefully is my goal (laughs) because I just like to be behind the scenes. I don't want to be forward facing, but in my own business, I am my client. Mm -hmm. So I have to take that advice and I have to just show up. And I struggle with it just like everyone else. And but you you show up in your stories in a way, Mackenzie, that is so you're one of those people that like I'm like, I don't want to miss her stories because it's fresh, (laughs) interesting. But I see I see struggles, I see joys, I see challenges, I see achievements throughout your day, whether it be a little thing or not. And you do it really well. And it's not necessarily with a selfie, it's just with yourself, it's with your thoughts. Right. And I think that comes from, it would be, and it is tiring to be someone that you're not in every aspect of your life. And I, I don't know that I could show up on stories, you know, pretending to be someone that I'm not, it would be exhausting. And honestly, it would add another thing to my to-do list. If I had to say, okay, I have to get on stories today and I really need to talk about how having a positive attitude sells my ship, where instead I can get on stories and say, hi, yeah, life is hard and I am a mess. (laughs) Who else can relate to this? And then that's where the connections start because nobody wants to connect with someone who isn't like them. There's where the relatability comes in. In a rapidly changing kind of, I don't know, digital landscape and social media minefield, do you have any, I mean, none of us, well, I guess we probably could have predicted threads when you stop and think about it. Like, do you have any insights or thoughts into how it might evolve or how artists and creatives can kind of stay fluid and ready for that next change, which we aren't necessarily going to know about, but it will, it's inevitable? So I, yes, change is always going to happen. There's in the last five years, there has been how many new apps introduced that just don't succeed. They're not successful, but there is going to be another app that comes along that will be successful. It Mm -hmm. will have the hold on us like these current channels do. And the best way to prepare for that is to 
utilize and become successful in the channels that we do have. Mm -hmm. So that when new ones come along, they don't feel so overwhelmed. Can you imagine if you just started a business today and you tried to take on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Pinterest, YouTube, you tried to take all of those on at once. You couldn't. But a lot of people are raising their hand like, that's what I'm trying to do. Yes, but you do not have to. That is where you get to decide what aligns best with your audience and what's the best way to reach your audience. What do you think the most powerful way is? If you have an advertisement budget, what is the best way to spend that advertising budget? What's going to make your message reach the most people? within your ideal community and go from there. So I think while social media is evolving and ever-changing, the best thing we can do is continue to work and build in the current channels and platforms that we have. So we're ready to take on something new if it aligns with us when the time comes. What does social media strategy look like as far as working with you? Let's break it down into two parts. So first, if anyone is struggling with their relationship with social media, we can I tell them about the offer? Yeah. Yay. Okay. So when I, I asked Mackenzie to come on and do this very last minute, and, and so what she's about to talk about, she just came up with. So because of you, the audience, which she is familiar with. So I think that's pretty cool. Yes. Let's, let's chat about that. Yes. So this is an offer that I've offered. I've had it available in the past, but this is specific for your windowsill chats community. So this isn't a current offering that I have and we're going to open it back up. So I'm going to be offering 90 minute one-on-one session and these are done over Zoom and we can dive into any aspect of your business that you are struggling with, have questions with, or wondering how to execute it in a more clear way, a more effective way to align with your audience and promote your business. Um, The most popular one-on-one sessions that I do that have the biggest impact are sitting down with creatives, business owners, whoever's running their own social media, and coming up with their content pillars. Mm-hmm. and diving into their themes to help them create an endless supply of content ideas. It works. I'm here to attest. <laughs> Talking points, educational points. We'll go through the five pillars of content. We'll talk about how to execute all of them in different ways, themes within them, and a lot of these clients that I work with one time for one 90 minute session will come back to me and say, I created my whole content calendar for the year. Mm, wow. And this isn't posting. I mean, that's another thing that we'll dive into is how often should you be posting? Where should you be posting? And that is all so individual because I don't believe, again, this is where I differ. I do not believe that there is a standard answer for everyone. I would never tell someone you need to post five days a week to stories, five days a week to your feed. You need to do a live. You need to get three reels. 
that is not obtainable. And I might not even tell someone you need to do one reel a week and post three times a week because that may not be obtainable. And while they're growing their business, they're evolving. And while you're also growing your social media community, it looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's not a realistic expectation, nor is it needed for everyone. You know, oh, it's so refreshing. I mean, I know we've mentioned this throughout this conversation, but I just want to lean into this one more time. This is why I adore you so much. It's because so often when we're trying to figure out our way through whatever it is, how what should my art look like? What should my social media look like? We are bombarded by rules about it. Somebody made up the like somebody made up the color of the year. Like it's an opinion. And what the opinion should be based on is what works for you. So if you have a post-it note that says, or a guilt factor that says, oh my gosh, I should be posting five times a week, then it's not working for you. Then lean in, rewind, listen to this again and think, oh, oh, the permission is for myself to be myself. And I love the idea of somebody being able to have 90 minutes with you and kind of recalibrate their thoughts on that and come away with a plan. Well, and I think the goal is, this is my own personal goal. And I try to portray this to all of my clients is what if we loved showing up on social media? What if that was (laughs) relaxing? What if that was fun? What if that, what if showing up on social media was what built our audience, what found our clientele, and what refueled us instead of drained us. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where it's so personalized and individual. But also, that is why I am for a very specific type of client. Because I, I don't just value their business, and I don't just value their work. I value them as a human. And that is just as important, if not more important, than their business. Because we are the ones who are running our business. We are the souls behind it. And if we're drained, our business isn't going to get anything from us. And it doesn't deserve to get anything from us if we ourselves are drained. I'm just having my brain is like, you know, just what you just said, that you love it, that you look forward to it, that it doesn't seem like a chore. I just appreciate you even saying that out loud because if something feels that way, how can you, it's not that you have to let it go altogether. It's just a different point of view. It's just shift your perspective. So your positivity, et cetera, is so, is so good like that. Oh my gosh. What a great conversation. I really have, I've written down a lot of notes and listener be prepared because this is not the last you're going to hear from Mackenzie. For- I love the idea of doing a like quarterly segment Uh like we have a lot of valuable information to share and we are not gatekeeping it in any way we are here to like it aligns so much with yeah and it aligns so much with your brand voice and your mission is we're here to help and I am a part of your team I'm a part of like your brand your I'm here for your audience and I think we need to share everything we can (laughs) I agree. The cool thing about that and revisiting and and circling back is that we're doing this on the daily, pretty much at least five days a week, just about. So we will have new things to share and new things we've come up with and new things on the market or struggles or 
you know. Yeah. And we're learning so much from your audience. When we started that series as an artist, that idea came to me just from interacting with your audience. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is something that we need. We need a connection point. We need ways to share how we feel. We need ways to be excited about these strengths that we have that not everyone has or that they recognize because a lot of people have them. They just won't allow themselves to recognize it. And so I think through that, we are also able to constantly learn from your audience. So the more that they interact and share with us, and when we do these call-outs for tell us how you feel about an artist, tell us how you feel about this, tell us what you think about this, it's all research that we're taking in. After Mm -hmm. we've made the connection, we move it to the research part of, okay, this is how we can help. Yeah. Spoiler alert, here to help. Here to get you artists further than you knew you could get. That's the whole basis of what I do and what you do. Right. And in a positive way. Such a positive way. And if you don't know what we're talking about, as far as these posts, hop over to Windowsill Chat's Instagram. It's the posts that look like a billboard and it has copy on it and it makes a statement, asks a question. And I just love them so much. I love the comments and responding and digging into that. And I love that you came up with that, Mackenzie. The prompts, the prompts are the best part. We give on those posts, we, it's a statement, we ask questions, and then we give you a prompt of how you can incorporate that into your personal life or work life for the week. Yeah, there you go. Something else to dig into. Tell me who's inspiring you these days. Oh my goodness. I knew you were going to ask this question. (laughs) I've listened to enough episodes (laughs) that I knew this one was coming. I have two answers and they are not going to be the typical answers. So let's hold on and let's see them through and see where we get. But my first initial response when I saw or recognized that this question was coming was, I am constantly inspired by my younger self, Mm, which sounds, it can, it can sound like, I don't know. It, to me, it kind of felt like it could have a negative. I don't know. It kind of makes me emotional. I think that's amazing. I think that, so the reason I'm saying that is she kept going there. I mean, we have related to a lot of life scenarios, you and I, and one thing that I, that I, one reason I feel that way is because I never had a clear path of what I was doing or where I was going. And I always kept going and I would find the good in things and I was constantly evolving. And I, one thing that I am very thankful for and that I recognize about myself is I, not a whole lot throws me off. Mm -hmm. I have bad days. Everyone has bad days. But as myself, I will always find a way. I I just, it's just who I am. And I think reflecting and being inspired on my younger self is a reminder of that. That when things are hard, just keep going. Like I thought through a lot and I figured out what I wanted to do with my career And then I made it happen. And so anytime I'm stuck or I don't know how I'm going to do this or how did I get myself in this mess? I can reflect back and say, you're going to figure it out. 
that's what you do. It's who you are. And that is so inspiring to me that I was fortunate enough to have lived a life where I can continue to reflect back and be inspired by what I have been able to accomplish. That's beautiful. I really am touched by that. And I think it's something we can all think about because we're here because we kept moving forward, pushing ahead, saying yes or saying no. And we're going to keep going. So you can start now. You can start now. You can be inspired by yourself now. And you just keep going. And in 20 years, you're going to look back and say, I am so inspired by my 20 years ago self that just kept You know, we, we it's such a good thing to remember when we're starting out. We, we tend to think, oh my gosh, and compare. I can't do it like so-and-so can. And I just... For the last three weekends, I've taken um, a learn to row class for for crew. And it's, my goodness, is it humbling. And you have to work together as a team when you pull those oars through the water to make the boat go. But the, it's such a very supportive, I think uh, this surprised me a little bit, very supportive people around you. So yesterday I was in a boat. I was the only woman and there were three men another beginner in the middle with me and two on either end that definitely knew what they were doing, but they kept saying, God, you know, the, we were right where you are. We all had to start. So just remember everybody had to start somewhere. Nobody was an expert until they did it many times over, right. Until they committed to saying, this is something I want to know more about, or I'm going to keep entering in artwork in my journal, or I'm going to whatever make cakes every day until I figure this recipe out or whatever it is. And parenting's another one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, here I am. I'm just going to keep doing it. There's not a rule book here. Yes. Okay. You said you had two. So the other one is I, the only way to describe this is I feel like I am standing on the shore of the beach and in the water is all of my friends, my family, my clients, my community. And every single time that one of them has an idea, it doesn't matter what it relates to. I feel like it creates a wave that like hits my toes at the beach on the edge of the water and inspiration comes. I am pulling inspiration all the time from everyone from things that don't even make sense to correlate to what I have an idea from. And that is where I know I'm in the right group. I'm surrounded by people that care about me, that love me, that I care about, that I love. And that it's just an endless sea of creativity. I could not, could not imagine living my life without all of them by my side and within I love that. We are a sum of our parts of those who inspire us and the experiences that we have because of it. Yeah. And I think with that, you have to be open to be inspired. Yes. And that is where I think people, I hear people say, I'm just not receiving inspiration. I'm scrolling Instagram trying to be, be inspired. And for myself, when I'm feeling not inspired, it's because I'm not open to it. I have my I, I have my ideas set on one thing, 
and that thing's not landing in front of me. And so I have to stop and say, but do you want to be open to anything else? And when I want to be open, the inspiration comes. And it's okay to not want to be open, but you have to have that expectation of if you're not going to be open, nothing's going to land that's going to align with you. It's really remarkable what opens when you when you set the your mind that way when you say nope this right. is what I'm gonna do and poof shows up right right so cool it's true what an awesome conversation I could talk to you for hours <laughs> we do <laughs> we do as a matter of fact where can people find you so if you are interested in doing a one-on-one 90-minute session Right now, since this is an offer that I took off of my website, my website is under construction. It's going to be so good when it's done. But until then, send me a DM that says one-on-one session. And I will be on top of those. I will check them. I will get back to you. And we will go over all the details then, including how much it costs, what the timeline is, get it scheduled, and we will go from there. So that's at Social Creative Brand on Instagram. Yes. and. Mackenzie, a DM that says one-on-one. Yes. And I'll make sure that when we do our post for the week, that that's also linked so that you don't forget and have easy access to it. And I am also on threads and Facebook. And then soon you'll be able to find me on my website, my new website. But for now, social media is your best bet. At social creative brand. Perfect. And of course, all this will be in the show notes. And we're going to give you a little extra tidbit off here on Patreon. But Mackenzie, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation and just for being who you are and showing up as yourself, because that is exactly what attracted to me to you is just you being your wonderful self. I am thankful that you allow me a space to be myself. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.